program are those of Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. Welcome. News Talk 1130 WISN. It is time for the Retirement Clinic, hosted each week by the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, Jeff Kowal, founder. Good morning. How are you? Come on, Paul. I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. In studio with Jeff is Aaron Spitzner. Welcome back, Aaron. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's going to be a great show. Yes. We have much to discuss. Before we begin anything, Jeff, Monday through Friday, our listeners know the Mark Belling Late Afternoon Show, the 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock news blocks. We hear you, your staff, do those Market updates, right? That's right. Every day, Monday through Friday, we do a 3 o'clock business report and 5 o'clock news block business report that sometimes comes at 5.30, sometimes 5.45. It's a floating news It's a float, so you've got to listen in. (laughs) But what we try to do during that time is give you what's driving the markets up or down that particular day. Uh, Is it corporate earnings? Is it a government report? How does it apply to you in your life? So what? How does it apply to you? Then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and NASDAQ all at 3 o'clock news block, 5 o'clock news block, myself, our entire team, Aaron Spitzer include uh we'll, we'll give you some insight on what's going on in the market that day and how it applies to your life you fast forward to saturdays we get a full hour to talk here in the retirement clinic about what you guys do best what you really is your niche jeff over over the years that's retirement planning that's right a lot of people appreciate the fact that we're a local cl- company with a global reach uh, you know, with our uh, insights we look at, at fidelity and other national and international sources for our research um, it's just you know we, we're a nice local company family owned and have great advisors in the firm too so local company with global reach and just lots of talent right uh, your team um, absolutely knowledge of retirement planning we'll get into that in just a bit I I should mention, if you do have a question throughout the show today, reach out directly to the Kowal Investment Group. That number is 262-522-4040. One phone number for all locations. Those locations are Waukesha, the global headquarters, Jeff. You bet. <laughs> and uh, soon to be Delafield, I should mention, where you'll be working out of, I understand. Yeah, we'll have an office there. The global headquarters will be somewhere else, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll be at that satellite branch. Is that Galactic, what you're saying? Galactic headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Waukesha location is right off the freeway. Uh, Delafield will we'll be. We'll announce that when you serve sure. as complete. But also in Port Washington, up in Ozaukee County, there is a location, Phoenix, Arizona, and I believe Spitzner. You are in the Racine. That's right. Branch. Right right off of uh, 94 and Highway 20 there. So all locations are easy to find. And also, you know, these days, if people want to meet and talk to their advisor via phone or Zoom or whatever, um, that is another option as well. And finally, the website, thekowalway.com, has a lot more information on what they do. In fact, I should mention, just announced for 2023, Jeff, the Forbes list of best in-state wealth advisors. You've made that list. That's, yeah, we're proud and uh, honored to have made that, but it's because of our clients. We always felt that if we did what's best for our clients, if we always put our clients' interests first, the fiduciary standard that the accolades would come, the recognition would come, and it's happened with Forbes, with Barron's, with a number of different publications. So, yeah, we're very proud of that, but because uh, we try to put our clients' interests first, and our clients have been fantastic to us. 
Well, congrats on that. And again, the Kowal Way, K-O-W-A-L, the com is the website for more information. Just let's jump ahead, fast forward, Jeff. You've got a topic after the commercial break. Let's tease that. B- mine? Yes. We're not going to commercial yet. Let's make let's make that clear. Yeah. No, there are a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. One is retired and healthy. Jane and I just got back from a trip to the British Isles, and we're thinking, we're pretty healthy. We're doing pretty well. We're traveling pretty well. What happens if we can't? Is there going to be some time in the future where that doesn't, where it's not as easy for us to get around? It happens to everybody, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And also, Spitz and I were talking about this earlier, the at least as rapidly rule. So for those of you who are really nerds and want to know some technical issues regarding retirement planning, these are things that we work with every day in our office. Uh, we work with clients who are 50 and clients who are 80, and we uh, address all different areas of retirement and investment planning with uh, having clients in those uh, age range. Speaking of retirement nerds, let's talk to Aaron Spitzer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Great transition, Paul. I would take you should have take pride in that yeah, label. Yep. I, Aaron, you I want do. to talk about expenses in retirement? Yeah, and, and it's not just any retirement; it's early in retirement. So, I met with a couple uh, within the the past few weeks, and they came to me and. And oftentimes our focus is on is what do you got in your portfolio? How much have you saved? What do you have in Social Security income and pension income? When should we start that income? Which accounts should we take money out of? Those are all the things we look at. But just as importantly is uh, what are your expenses? What do your expenses look like? And oftentimes, and I know we talk about it on the show here a lot, is um, people don't really have a good idea. Now, some people have everything documented. It's in a spreadsheet. They know exactly what they're spending. Other people, they just kind of spend as they go. So one of the key things, especially if you're retiring early, is to get a good idea on what those expenses are. They can be tougher early in retirement because you have more moving parts. Uh, and when I say early retirement, you know, some people might think like 30 or 40 years old. Personally, when I think somebody's retiring early, it's 50 to 55. Um, those years where you don't have access to health care or health insurance, or maybe you have it through work, a continuation of your employer plan, or you're getting on Obamacare, some of those expenses. Um, so... Oh, those can add up too. And yeah, naturally, I again, I, I saw this article out there, and I they listed about four or five things to be aware of. Uh, on top of that, I I came up with a few more that I've seen over the course of the last couple of years. But this is an article that I just saw out there called "I Have Regrets About Retiring Early." Now, four expenses I should have prepared for. So hopefully nobody has regrets out there if they retire early. But what we're going to focus on more are those four expenses that you should have planned for. Um, And again, the article goes on to say, if you're planning to retire early, why not learn from the regrets of those who have already done it before you? Here are four expenses early retirees say you should plan for. I like learning from others' mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Not my own, right? <laughs> That's perfect. In, in the first one, I, I don't think it's going to surprise anybody, especially because of what we've experienced over the last... 12 to 18 months, uh, cost of living increases. And that's something we're going to put in all of our clients' cash flow projections is going to be cost of living increases with inflation. Um, hopefully, the type of inflation that we've seen over the last couple of years isn't something that continues. So we'll average that down over into what we would see in, in an average retirement time frame of 35 years or so. Um, yeah, but it's definitely, Going out to dinner, I was just talking to my wife about this. Yeah. Those types of expenses that you maybe just, ah, that's no big deal, once or twice a week going out to dinner. I'm looking at a bill for two of us, gratuity, a bottle of wine, yeah, pushing 200 bucks. Yep. At a decent restaurant. I mean, I'm talking, I, you know. 
I just said Subway. I mean, you know, you have four, two kids and parents, 45 bucks. I mean, it's, it definitely, it used to be a, a sit down dinner. So those yeah. types of things, social activities, that's one of those that I added in because as you're, as you're preparing for retirement, right? Oftentimes maybe you're buckling down and you're going, okay, we want to get there. We want to get out of work. So you're, you're saving more. You're, you're, you're making those additional contributions to your 401k. You're not quite doing as much. Um, so for a lot of people that are looking to retire early, maybe they forgot about some of those social activities and what those cost, uh, going out to eat, maybe travel, things like that. Uh, but going back to the beginning, cost of living increases is one thing that you definitely want to keep in mind. The other I thought was pretty unique here, number two, is uh, charitable donations. Um, so this charitable donation section uh, is interesting because it's also dynamics between husband and wife. Um, and, and That's it, a great point. And it goes on to say here, Joe Kuhn, not John Kuhn, uh, Joe Kuhn had a successful career as an ops manager and chose to retire at 55. Although 55 is older than some in their 30s or 40s, again, what some people think is early retirement, uh, on his YouTube channel, so he must have his own retirement YouTube channel here, uh, Kuhn said that he and his wife agreed on 85% of things. When it came to spending, there were some pinch points. For example, Kuhn said that before retirement, they donated a lot of money. However, he saw fit to cut that amount in half after retiring, while his wife didn't. He goes on to say, you know, it's it seems obvious to me that if I'm not working, not bringing in the income that I used to have and living off savings, that we won't be giving away, then you know, that they won't be giving away the same amount. So if he doesn't have the income, he doesn't think he should be donating the same amount. That seemed obvious to him. Well, it wasn't obvious to his wife, and that was probably one of the bigger arguments they had about money. Well, there are two points to that, Pitts, and you bring up a really great point with that. One is that the passion doesn't stop. If you have a passion for if it's uh, Special Olympics or if it's some other charity, the passion for that doesn't stop just because you retire. Your mm -hmm. passion for that doesn't stop. The second thing is you mentioned earlier. Um, one thing that that we do in our office is cash flow projections, and those are types of things that if you want to give, if you're giving this money away earlier or before retirement, we can do cash flow projections to say, what if you continue that same level of charitable giving? Can you still maintain that? And that might be where one spouse and the other spouse can somehow get along saying that, yes, we can make it. Now we decide whether we do it or not. Yeah. You know, yeah, Financially, the numbers say we can do it, but we have to decide whether we still want to or not. Yeah, so the, a big part there, it's like, like you said, is also just having the conversation ahead of time. Um, Another item here, spending on optional things during down markets. I think we've all seen that within the last uh, year or so. Uh, the, the same uh, individual, Joe Kuhn, uh, also talked about how he and his wife haven't seen eye-to-eye -eye on optional spending during down markets. Sounds like Joe and his wife maybe should have discussed things a little <laughs> bit more before retirement. Um, he, he gave some examples of planned spending that he was willing to do when the markets were down, such as family wedding, a new car. 
but says he does not believe unplanned optional spending should take place during down markets. One example for him was $10,000 refurbishing the kitchen cabinets. Um, so, That's it? <laughs> hey, yeah, kitchen, sounds like Joe got a good deal. I'm but, telling you, kitchen cabinets can be up to 30 40K in some instances. But again, you know, in looking at it, um, and we've we've seen a lot of that with, with clients uh, as the markets were down last year, and, and looking to kind of cut back on some of those optional expenses, things that maybe we could put off for the future once the market recovers. Things you don't need. And I so think there's, having a good plan there. There's yeah. needs and there's wants. Yes. That would be a want. And sometimes... Uh, I feel like it's really hard for some people to differentiate between the two. Um, but, again, it all boils down to just having a better idea of expenses. Again, I talked about the couple I met with a couple uh, weeks ago, and the number that I always ask for is, what do you think you're spending on a monthly basis? Um, and they came in with a very low number. and I Not had to be, realistic, you mean? Yeah, very. Yeah, kind of like yeah, you're probably spending a little bit more than that. Sometimes we just look at things like basic utilities, Maybe groceries, a mortgage, maybe a car payment, and that's what that's what's provided. But we know there's more to life than that. What about all the insurance premiums you pay? Yeah, and, and like we talked about, going out to eat, you know, those other optional things. Yeah. Well, what if you want to get something done in the yard? You know, just there's there's always things that come up. Uh, a refrigerator that goes, or going to do this in the rec room, uh, so on and so forth. So be aware of what those other additional expenses could be. And I would really say, look at things in a worst case scenario. Um, also consider, like inflation, the refrigerator today is not what it was five years ago. Yeah, Cars, uh, gas prices, everything is up. The, the other couple things that could really blindside you, if, if you're retiring early, you may have uh, kids that are still in college. You have education expenses. Uh, another big one, weddings. You may have uh, expenses for weddings to uh, to pick up on. I went through uh, that a couple as, years ago myself. Yep. Not yeah. my own wedding, my daughter's wedding. And, and these are all things that you know we've seen and we've helped our clients through and also consulted them with and, and saying, hey, maybe they want to get out of work early, but what about these other things that could come up and could really blindside you in terms of expenses? So Jeff yeah. talked about a cash flow. Well, I mean, that, you want to do that before you retire, Well, that's Jeff. a great point again. Um, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do those things. It just means that let's plan for that wedding. Yeah. Let's plan for that remodeling. Let's plan for that. And if it shows that your number's... Yeah, and again, what Spitz says is that we look at the worst-case scenario. We'll look at bad timing scenario. What happens if you, know, you think things are the markets are down now? What if it gets worse? You still have enough money to last the rest of your life. So those are types of things that actually Aaron does on a very good, on a regular basis for his clients. Does it very well. Yeah. So kind of just to wrap it up, and again, I thought it was interesting uh, that this that this came up. Um, but I would say again, kind of where I started was that there the savings part of it is equally as important to the spending. Uh, and you want to make sure you have a good idea of what those expenses are and what you're looking at, both planned and unexpected, and make sure we can uh, you know, plan for those items if you choose to, to get out of work early. I know, Jeff, over the years, what I've taken away from this show, what I've learned so much from you, is that you can't plan on, for instance, a health issue that happens. And yet health issues happen, especially as you get older, every day in this life, right? And we don't know how much that's going to cost us, do we? Right. Well, you can plan for, so as an example, if you know that you have benefits at work that you, you know, you'll have that, that, uh, those health insurance costs for the most part will be taken care of. But you can also estimate, you know, like the Spitz mentioned with Obamacare or things like that, you know, what might the premiums be with that for how long? Um, so there are some things that you can plan for. We even plan for long-term care. As an example, we'll use, 
uh, and I'm just using this as an example, we'll say $10,000 a month. What happens if one spouse has to go in, and the average nursing home stay is 3.2 years? So what happens if that happens to one of the spouses? And it's four, so we plan for four years. What happens if, if it, you know, is it, will the other spouse be able to survive beyond that? These are types of things that you don't. That a lot of people, as they hit into retirement, don't even know to ask that question. We do because we would deal with that every day in our in our career and with our clients. Needless to say, you don't want to wing it. Just retire and wing it, right? Especially in early retirement. Spitzer, you mentioned a fifty-five year old, something like that, in that age group. And I, you look around. I don't know. Some of my friends are retiring. It's seemingly earlier and earlier and, than and what I, prior generations. I think did. it's great. Because you have a whole life ahead of you, right? You have 40, 50 years ahead, but it's just you got to make sure you plan for it. And you don't want to go into it watching also every penny is spent. You know, you want to be able to live comfortably, maintain your lifestyle. Um, So, again, just planning for those expenses, the the, uh, unforeseen events, uh, as well as those items that you know are going to be there every day. And to enjoy retirement, Jeff, after the break, you want to talk about fun things like traveling. Well, I do want to talk about that, but just piggyback on what, what Spitzer was talking about, Alyssa handed me this as I was leaving the office. She said, preseason football has officially started, which means fall is just around the corner. But football isn't the only thing that goes hand-in-hand with fall. Fall is also a great time for your retirement planning. Whether you need to put a financial plan in place or just have a review of your current plan, now is a perfect time to meet with us. She writes this so well. We can discuss tax saving opportunities and get you set up for a successful 2024. So don't procrastinate. Give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or visit thecoalway.com to get started. It's all about the planning. Now is a great time to do it. You're heading into the fall. Kids are going back to college. Things are, you know, people I think start to get more serious once you head into the fall again. I agree. After state fair is done, right? <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but yeah. there is that timeline that somebody sent reminding me, no, it's zoo a la carte. That's when summer's over. Or others might say it's when kids go back to school. Aaron, you've got kids. I do too, but they're out of school. Yeah, I, I feel like mid-August, it- it's the right. summer is about wrapped up and, and then, leaves are turning i've seen some leaves falling in my yard already uh, we had a cool breeze yesterday it sure felt like fall there and it's only early august it follows and it is a good time to think about 2024 there is a mentality jeff when you get into colder months where it's like okay the fun is behind let's get serious about planning. but you can do it now and i think it's very important and a lot of times people think i'll put that off i'll wait a while but while you're hearing this go to the koalway.com it's k o w a l the koalway.com you could talk about doing retirement planning you can click on and get started with us right away so i would suggest that you do that while it's on your mind the phone number for the koal investment group the retirement specialist 262 262- 522-4040. The weekly feature, the wealth management and preservation segment coming up later in the hour. Jeff's going to talk about a great topic next, and he just got done with some traveling. So, again, yep. good for you. Retired and healthy. How do we plan for our decline? That's Yeah, you want to travel before that decline, though, right? Yes. And getting, yeah, I, getting on planes, moving around, that well, does... I just be aware that there are certain phases of retirement, again, that Aaron was, was starting to talk about, um, that you have to be aware of. And do some of it earlier to make sure the more aggressive stuff you do earlier. We'll talk about that a little bit. And what do you do once the decline starts and how to address it? As Alyssa said, football season, yes, it's only preseason, but a new era in Green Bay, the era of love. 
you know, I saw some that they, they were projecting seven and a half wins. That's what the, I think. That's optimistic. I think seven or eight wins is pretty high. Really? I'm thinking four or five, maybe. Really? Yeah. So it it just depends, right? I can see things going south. I I would understand we'll a bad see, season. We'll see if he's the closer that they they think he can be. So I I'm optimistic about him. I'm glad that uh, that he's there. That love is there. So yep. I'm sorry. It's not, this is a sports talk show, but no, we sneak well, this stuff about, in. Yeah, preseason football coming. Time to do your retirement planning as well. Badgers could have a good. <laughs> the Badgers with a new coach are exciting a lot of fans. I love this time of the year, and uh, it's also the era of. Pumpkin spice lattes, which oh, cost about seven dollars each. All right, Paul, you're getting off topic. <laughs> We're all over the map. Back to retirement talk after a break. <laughs> Jeff Kowal and Aaron Spitzner on WISN. Stay tuned. Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. As a business owner, you want to get the most out of your business credit. One of the best things you can do for that is to develop a relationship with banks. You may be asking yourself, why would I want to do that? And the answer is there are a ton of benefits. Developing a strong relationship with a bank can help improve approval odds. When applying for a line of credit, you may receive low-interest offers or sign-up bonuses. If you build a strong relationship with employees, they are more likely to advocate for you and provide you with support to help you succeed. Oftentimes, banks will even make offers to you to expand your relationship with them, which may benefit you personally as well as your business. Consider developing a strong relationship with your bank and its employees as a networking opportunity. As any good business owner knows, it's always a good idea to develop relationships with other professionals and explore how you can be mutually beneficial to one another. A strong professional network is a lifeline for business owners. If you need help developing your professional network or for your business, give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowalway.com. Aaron Kowal with today's boss segment. Uh, that stands for Business Owners Savings and Security, a weekly feature on the Retirement Clinic. Good to have you back with Jeff Kowal and Aaron Spitzner. I'm Paul Kronforst. Uh, we got a lot to do yet in the show, but Jeff, you recently traveled. That's you right. Got some thoughts on that. And in retirement, of course, travel means, and we talked about inflation, you need some money. Well, you need some money, but there are also things uh, when, you, when you're retired and healthy, how do you plan for your decline? And, and this was interesting because it's a, a Wall Street Journal report. It said an accident happened on vacation. First year in retirement is often the most difficult, but can also set the stage for how you'll fill the years ahead, both financially and psychologically. Um, Stephen Yoder, not the former basketball coach at Wisconsin, longtime <laughs> Wall Street Journal editor, joined his wife, Karen, uh, in retirement last year. And what they, they crowned called some of their um, uh, escapades. And one was, uh, have, you, have you ever wished that you could redo two seconds of your life? A strolling along with Stephen, a sidewalk in Tunisia, uh, getting ready for a flight home. I was gawking at some French colonial architecture. And then before she knew it, she was sprawled out on the ground. Um, sharp pain in her left arm. Basically, she broke her leg. And, you know, while they were at the hospital, they were saying, is this some sort of message? And they agreed, yes, it's, it's a wake-up call for them. That's how fast things can happen. Um, many retirees eventually face physical challenges that keep them from doing all the things they envisioned in their golden years. 
Uh, we each have retired relatives with neurological diseases. Uh, one year they're planning for the next decades with their spouses, and the next their spouses are their caretakers. We see that, unfortunately, pretty often in our office. And that's not something you plan? It's not something you, you plan You don't know what's coming? But you know that the, the tragedies like that cut dreams short. Um, again, several fr- friends of ours, several clients. There is a sense of urgency now that you know when you when you're just into retirement, you think in twenty, thirty years. But you know, it's, it makes sense to start doing things early. Back home, I sat staring at all the things I could do. Now back to the article. I sat staring at all the things I couldn't do. I expected to return to a list of projects. Projects saying required two hands, such as scanning our boys' childhood photos. I put those off and canceled my tutoring commitments, my will, weekly quilting group. This is the article, not me. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yes, yeah, I, I quit my quilting group a long time ago. <laughs> Hey, don't make fun of it. My mom's in those oh, groups. Yeah, I'm not, she I'm loves not. quilting. I'm not. Uh, and plans to put the, the toddler neighborhood. Plans to play with the toddler in the neighborhood. Anyway, we're reciting truisms. And they say that there is this old thing that talks about the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. And maybe you've heard that before. They say you have five to ten good years doing the things you picture doing when not working at full current health. The go-go years. Slow-go years then it's likely that something happens to one or both of you, a hip, a heart, a knee, cancer, some decrease in capacity. That's slower going. Yeah, and you might not want to travel overseas if you, you know, who wants to get sick when you're that's in right. Rome or and something? And you're not sure, that's right, and you're not sure about the health care overseas. And the last is the no-go years, the last perhaps five to ten years. So it just says beware of it. Plan for it. Again, Aaron was talking about that earlier. We can plan for higher income in earlier is why you want to do aggressive traveling, then back off a little bit later on. We said we don't have enough money to do it. Think maybe you won't be doing that forever. Maybe you're doing that for the most aggressively in the first in the early years. But you need to enjoy each stage. Plan ahead for the next stage and make sure you have supports in place. I think that that's pretty important. So, uh, what years are you in right now? You're in the go-go years, oh, right? I, you know, we think it's going to be go-go years for the next 20 years. <laughs> we're not in the slow-go and no-go yet. And I'm sure we're aware of it. But um, I think we're going to go as, as aggressively as you can. There's still a lot of places we want to see, we want to do. And, you know, we're not, we, we have a different mindset. We have well, a more en- aggressive mindset. You enjoy traveling, Jeff, right? That's That's something you've always done. I think traveling kind of keeps you vibrant and young in a sort of the mentality, at least. And there's this thing called a bucket list, and I hate that because it's thing before you die. Because I find that when we go to a, a place, we'll find we'll add two or three more places we want to go to. Well, what happens? You never get done with that list, and it just adds to your frustration. So we just keep adding them and then checking them off as we go along. I don't like the, the bucket list, even though I have one. Like Graceland is on it, believe it or not. It's just I want to be... I want to go to where Elvis lived, right? That's on my bucket list. It puts too much pressure, Jeff, uh, on your bucket list. Where he list. had his ham sandwiches and donuts? <laughs> no, he would add the, uh, wasn't it the uh, banana peanut butter grilled? <laughs> Remember they grilled it? As- That's right. That was Mama Cass that had the ham sandwich. <laughs> Well, she was pretty large herself. Uh, that's where the weight went with Elvis. But anyway, um, you need to be healthy to enjoy retirement. That goes without saying, Jeff. But eventually you'll get to that no-go or what's it called? Slow-go Slow first. Slow-go and no-go. And no-go. 
Yeah, most of us have some of it happen abruptly, and it's not exactly 10 years, 10 years, and 5 to 10 years. It's not exactly that. For each person, it's different. Again, we see it with all of our clients on a differing basis from one couple to another. It changes for everybody, but we're aware of it. And again, that's some of the things that you know, people, clients who come in to see us aren't aware of it. They don't even know to ask those types of questions. This is another thing that uh, they don't know to ask questions about, but they're finding out about it. It's, uh, again, we work with clients in their 50s and, and people in their 80s, uh, and we deal with it all the time. But applying the at least as rapidly rule. Ed Slot is a friend of mine, and we've been working with him since 1989. Very technically oriented, but knows how to apply it to real life. He's a advisor out in New Jersey, uh, 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 Ed Slot, if uh, something happens with retirement planning, Wall Street Journal, uh, Money Magazine, all those publications, Forbes, they all go to him first and say, what does this mean? So they at least as rapidly rule as something that the Secure 2.0 and corresponding IRS proposed regulations have created a bevy of confusion across multiple aspects of retirement accounts. Of all the changes, one that starts out... Uh, particularly puzzling is the IRS continued application of a pre-secure act tax code guideline to at least as rapidly rule. Do you want me to go through this in great detail or should I give you the, the 30,000? The Reader's Digest the, version? Yes. Okay. So it basically says that if somebody dies, uh, if you're not, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's called a non-eligible designated beneficiary. So if, if Dawn is, is a designated beneficiary, she's eligible to have your money rolled over into her IRA. Pretty easy. Um, but non-eligible would be like your kid. So they can't, so then Dawn could keep the money, you know, take required minimum distribution when she reaches age 73. No problem, roll her so she's eligible. But for the non-eligible defined beneficiary, it applies to the 10-year rule. And the 10-year rule says that you have to drain the accounts within 10 years. Sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? It's not so fast. It's not. Let me guess. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. not. It's not. So what it says basically is that if you've turned if you're if you've turned seventy three, you have to take a required minimum distribution. If you turn seventy three and it's called turned on, if the required minimum distributions have been turned on, that means that if that if if you pass away, and you've already turned on the required minimum distribution. The non-designated beneficiary, your daughters, mm -hmm. would have to take it out at at least that same pace. So it's at least as rapidly rule, at least as rapidly as you were doing. If you were doing it once a year, they'd have to do it once a year. If they were doing, you know, if you were taking, it applies to their age at, at which they're taking it out. But once it's turned on, it cannot be turned off. Now, does, does this include if you have a trust or don't have any estate plan? Doesn't it matter? It doesn't matter. Okay. This is this is required minimum distributions, whether you have to take it out within 10 years or not. I shouldn't say that. If you have a trust, there could be some spec specifics in that yeah. trust that designate how it's going to be paid out. But the but these these rules supersede that. You have to take out required minimum distributions, whether it's from trust or how, how it gets distributed, how it gets paid out is according to a trust. But that complicates things a little, a little bit, perhaps quite a bit. Let's just go over that RMD. What is the new age again? It's, it's age 73 required minimum distribution. Yeah. No has anymore. It was a... What, oh, yeah, was 70 and a half. half. It was 72. Now it's 73. It's going up to 70, 75 yeah. eventually. But this this says that if, it's, if you're non-designated beneficiary, 
the RMDs were turned on, and the person who passed away was taking required, you have to take required minimum distributions. If it wasn't turned on, then you don't have to take off, take required minimum distributions at that time, but you do still have to drain the account within 10 years, but you don't have to take required minimum distributions. So there are, it's, it's, it's really quirky. The IRS single life expectancy table is what applies to this. Um, to calculate the initial RMD factor. I'm going to give you an example just to make it a little less complicated. Hopefully, again, these are things that, you know, not unlike what we face every day at, at the, you know, at the retire, at Coal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. But the example they give is Lenny, age 80, died in 2022. Beneficiary is his daughter, Zoe. Zoe is a non-eligible defined benefits beneficiary. Um, so she must take retired required minimum distribution from the inherited IRA for the years 2023 to 2031, so up to year 10. Also, the entire balance re remaining inherited must be paid out and distributed by December 31st of 2032. So she's taken all uh, required minimum distributions, and in 2032, there's still a ton of money left. She has to take it all out in 2032. That's it. Zoe will use the single life expectancy table to calculate her initial RMD factor. Age 56, her corresponding factor is 30.6. So our team of advisors work with um, uh, uh, high levels of this at all times regarding how to do the calculations. We help you with that. We let you know whether you could wait 10 years to take it out or you have to take it all out one time. Um, so you just have to be aware of it. I know, but you know, you kind of gave us a simplified version and this is something you guys do with how would your average retiree know about all these changes? Unless I'm reading uh, Ed well, Slot's you know, newsletters. Yeah, unless, yeah, <laughs> listening yeah. to this show. In the detail in great detail, yeah. Um but again, it's non eligible beneficiaries. Um they were the IRA uh, 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 owner died um you know, whether he started taking out, didn't start taking out, there are all kinds of complicated rules, and you just have to work with somebody who knows this inside and out. Um, and we, we, we double check with the client's advisors, the CPA, we work closely with CPAs, with attorneys, with other professionals to make sure it's done properly for your benefit. Yeah, that's good stuff, Jeff. Uh, we'll come back with the, the weekly feature we call the Wealth Management and Preservation segment next with the Kowal Investment Group. Here today, Aaron Spitzner and Jeff Kowal. Their website, thekowalway.com. Any questions, reach out to them. 262-522-4040 is the phone number. And, of course, thekowalway.com. We'll be right back. A million dollars. Will I buy you a house? I will buy you a house. And if I had a million dollars. All right, it's time for the, and I like the new song that we picked, the If You Had a Million Dollars, If I Had a Million Dollars. Spitzer, I think it was a week or two ago that we talked about maybe that's not enough to retire anymore. For some people, that's plenty. For others, a million's not what it was 30, 40 years ago. In this segment, the wealth management and preservation segment, we talk about just that, Aaron Spitzner. Wealth management, but then preservate, keeping that wealth, right? Yes, and, and today's segment's going to be a little bit about uh, high income. Uh, so those that are earning... Uh, a little bit more, and some we talked about it in the last segment. Uh, some changes made, uh, and how they affect you again. Here we go again with changes that were made in Washington, and how they're going to affect your retirement accounts. Uh, and as we go forward, planning for 2024. So, 
as we um, you may or may not be aware, there are some changes that were made to 401k plans. And this is a nice summary from the Wall Street Journal. Congress ended a tax break, how that may help higher earners. Uh, some people are being pushed into saving in Roth 401ks, but they may come out ahead despite losing a key tax deduction. So this article is spinning it in somewhat of a positive way, uh, but most are looking at it in more of a negative light. Um, so the article begins, many retirement savers are furious about a law set to take effect in January, and at first glance, it's easy to see why. The provision enacted in late 2022 denies a key tax deduction to workers aged 50 and older who had $145,000 or more in wages the prior year. They'll no longer be able to to put catch-up contributions into traditional 401ks or similar plans which allow upfront deductions on dollars going in, but impose income taxes on future withdrawals. So just as a reminder, catch-up contributions, they really help you save late in your retire in your earning years, and they allow you to add an additional $7,500 to the $22,500 you can put into a 401k. So again, under current law, that $7,500 would be tax deductible. Um, you wouldn't pay tax on that money now, but you'd pay tax when you take it out of your retirement accounts later on. Under this new law, which is set to take place in 2024, as long as all the plan administrators and everybody can get it together, um, would have that money go into the Roth 401k, meaning you're paying tax on that money at a higher tax rate. Um, so that has, let's look at it in both both lights now, right? So on one hand, some people could have trouble getting money into Roth accounts because of their income levels and they'd be restricted from putting money into Roth accounts. And this is a way that the government's saying, okay, if you have a Roth 401k, you could put money in there that way. And we'll even let you put a little bit more um, by doing your catch-up contribution into a Roth 401k. And it may not be the worst thing right now because Trump's tax cuts are set. President Trump's tax cuts are set to expire in 2025. Yeah. So if you have a couple of years where you can get still a lower tax bracket, um, even though you have to pay taxes and you can't put it into a traditional, you have to put it into the Roth, may not be the worst thing for a couple of years. Yeah, so it, it gives you the option to, to stash the money in, into the Roth 401k. And the, really the, the big thing here for me is to, to get out there is to be aware of that as well. I don't think a lot of people are planning for that, understand that. And a lot of the meetings that I have with clients that are setting up for retirement, we're talking about how your money is split between pre- and post-tax. Um, so getting a good idea of, okay, uh, instead of doing a Roth conversion, maybe I can just put a little bit more into the Roth 401k and then plus the catch-up into the 401k, I can begin diversifying my money both pre- and post-tax as I near retirement. Uh, but the article goes on to say here, to be sure, Congress didn't enact the recent change to help higher earners. Of, again, of course, right? Congress did, didn't really do it for, for right. us. Um, <laughs> for lawmakers, a key lure of Roth accounts is that they provide tax revenue up front within a 10-year budget window while tax-deductible IRA, IRAs and 401ks lose it. This is one reason recent law changes have favored Roth accounts and why it could be complicated for Congress to restrict them in major ways. 
So that's kind of a little bit to un- unfold or unpack there. Basically, they're ho- Congress is horny for revenue. Yes. And the way to do it is to allow or force I, you. I like the way you put that. <laughs> they force yeah. you to put the money into the Roth so that you pay the taxes up front so they yeah. get the revenue. So it's perfect. And, yeah, they know what they got coming in. That's right. They can budget for it. They say, okay, we know on average like, people are going to put this much money in their Roth. We know we're going to get this revenue today, and we're going to get it from them when they're earning more money at a higher tax rate. Let's just review for people that are just tuning in or, or don't know what, uh, the difference between a Roth and a general 401k, Jeff. And this is you pay the taxes, you're going to pay it at some point, right? With a Roth, you pay it up front. Correct. Uh, traditionally, you, you it's deferred, so you, it's not included in your taxable income for tax purposes in a traditional 401k. But then the, the Roth, you pay the taxes up front, but that grows tax-free to forever. Yeah. So that's kind of what, we, what Aaron was talking about, that you pay taxes now, um, it grows tax-free forever, but now you're forced into it. And the reason you're being forced into it is because government's horny, horny for revenue. So <laughs> they're saying that they can... If we force people into it, they have to pay taxes. If they're going to do it, they're going to have to pay taxes up front. Yeah. yeah. And then, again, they can budget so they know. Makes sense. Yeah, so the, the January date for the new Roth 401k requirement may be delayed uh, to give employers more time to get ready and also allow Congress or the IRS to fix a drafting glitch in the current provision. Uh, so not, none of this stuff comes out uh, and is just rolled out seamlessly. Uh, it seems like there are always things that weren't thought of. There are issues that come up. Things take a little bit longer, uh, but it is something to be aware of going forward. Good stuff. As always, Aaron Spitzner. This is what they do at the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. If you've got any questions about today's show, stay tuned. We're going to kind of come back and wrap everything up. The com is a good start. Great website. It's got all the contact information, but also, more importantly, a lot of retirement tidbits on that website. So check out. And on social media, too, Spitz, right? You're on Twitter, Facebook. LinkedIn, all that stuff. Uh, everywhere. You can find us everywhere. All over the place. Yes. On this radio station every Saturday at 10 a.m. Also, Monday through Friday, those market updates, the business reports. com. Please check it out. We'll be right back with the Retirement Clinic on WISN. Back with the Retirement Clinic and... Be- before we close up shop for today, Jeff Kowal, Aaron Spitzner, a lot of good stuff today, Jeff. We we mixed it up. And how would you know a lot of these rule changes, tax laws, all of this stuff? Like you said, fall might be a great time to plan for 2024. It's it's important to do planning, and that's the key part of it. We manage over a billion dollars of assets for our clients, so we're very familiar with large, handling larger amounts of money. I think clients appreciate that. You know, if you're close to or already in retirement with seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or more in retirement assets, so if you have a million, two million, five million, or ten million dollars or more. We're comfortable handling large amounts of money. Clients appreciate that, that we've got the experience and the expertise to help you with all assets of planning. And we talked about some of the questions that you don't even know to ask if you're close to already in retirement. Uh, long-term care, taxes, estate planning, those are the types of issues that we deal with on a regular, ongoing basis. Outside of checking, Aaron, your 401k balance and just going, oh, I think I need about this much and seeing that you really need to put a pencil to paper and do that analysis, right, before you retire. Yeah, taking a look at your balance, taking a look at collecting those statements with Social Security and pension, those estimates. But again, also like we talked about during the show, your expenses and getting a good idea of where you stand, what you think you'll need. Um, and then adding on top of that, those unexpected or unforeseen events that could hit you. 
Well, expenses in retirement, you might be spending more in retirement than you did when you were working. Maybe not. Maybe it's less, yeah. but every family is different. Every retiree is different. So do the math. Meet with somebody at the Cowell Investment Group. Jeff, your phone call away. That's right. 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. Or better yet, go online to thecoalway.com. Click Get Started with Your Retirement Planning to retire. And there's a lot of good information on the website, thecoalway.com. Don't forget, Monday through Friday, during the Mark Belling Late Afternoon Show, the daily market updates from the Coal Investment Group, 3 and 5 p.m. news blocks. And then we're back next Saturday with the Retirement Clinic. Jeff and Aaron, have a great weekend, guys. Thanks, you too, Paul. And we thank our listeners each week to tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the Retirement Clinic. Quick break for news and weather. Top of the hour coming up next on WISM Milwaukee.